Welcome to It's All About Who You Know with host Craig Turner from Momento, the business growth agency. On our podcast, Craig interviews executives from chambers of commerce around the United States and Canada, tapping into their expertise on how to get the most value from your business associations, how their organizations are serving their members, and what's happening in their market for companies looking to grow there. Here's Craig Turner. Welcome to the It's All About Who You Know podcast brought to you by Momentum, the business growth agency. I'm Craig Turner, your host, and we've got another great episode for you. I'm particularly excited for this episode's guest as I think she'll bring a very unique perspective on the Chamber of Commerce business. And let me tell you why. So this fall, uh, we're taking a, the next step in Momentum's growth and our reach is expanding around the country. And we've got a bunch of new programs rolling out as we speak. And we're working with chambers and members of those chambers all across both the U.S. and Canada. We made a determination earlier this year that it's really time to take our show on the road. So for the first time in our history, we're doing trade show tables. Uh, and our first really big show will be the next month at the Pennsylvania Association of Chamber Professionals show in Gettysburg. We're very excited about the opportunity, which happens to be one of my absolute favorite places to visit. A little tidbit about me. My first job out of college was managing editor of a Civil War collector's newspaper. So I'm a, I'm a buff uh, looking forward to that trip. But it was through the PACP and through preparing for the upcoming show that I had the great opportunity to connect with today's guest, Tiffany Ott. Tiffany serves as executive director for the PACP, but doesn't stop there. She also serves as executive director for the State Chamber Group in Georgia and Virginia and Louisiana and the Carolinas. That's a lot of chambers under that umbrella. And one thing I'm going to ask Tiffany is how many organizations she actually covers. But when I started to learn about what Tiffany does, I emailed her and I said, not only does she have probably my favorite business model I've ever seen, but that I had to have her on the podcast as a guest because chambers all across the country are finding their way after the pandemic. And Tiffany is in such a great position to see so many different perspectives. I know you're going to get a ton out of our conversation today. Tiffany, thanks so much for being here with us today. Greg, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you as well. So let me just start by giving everyone a quick formal intro, and then we can get into some conversation. So Tiffany Fulmer-Ott has served the Chamber of Commerce industry for over 25 years. She currently serves as the executive director or administrator for several chambers of commerce professional associations, and I'm going to name them all. She's been executive director for the Georgia Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives since 2002, mm-hmm. administrator of the Pennsylvania Association of Chamber Professionals since 2011, administrator of the Carolinas Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives since 2013, and the executive director for both the Louisiana Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives and the Virginia Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives since 2018. Those are mouthful, aren't they? That is. That, that's a great bio, man. <laughs> I like see your business card is actually a three it's crazy. pamphlet. With each organization, Tiffany's responsible for all areas of association management, including membership activities, conferences, communications, and financials. Tiffany previously served as Senior Vice President for the Fremont Development Group for eight years, where she enabled Chambers of Commerce to raise funds through total resource development campaigns. She was also involved in recruiting for Security First Network Bank and Anderson Consulting LLP, both in Atlanta, Georgia. Tiffany began her career in Atlanta working as a project coordinator for the Metro Atlanta Chamber of Commerce and was part of the team responsible for the annual multi-million dollar Chairman's Committee Campaign, the Board of Advisors Program, and the Account Executive Program. 
Tiffany holds a Bachelor of Business Administration degree with a focus in marketing from Valdosta State University. She lives in Knoxville, Tennessee with her husband, Joe, and she has two stepdaughters, Jenna and Allison. Thank you yes. again, Tiffany, for joining us. Thank you. So let's start with an intro on how we got here. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your organizations and how this role became a thing for you in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so when I was um, with the Metro Atlanta Chamber back in the mid-90s, the two gentlemen that were the president and the vice president there at the time started that Fremont Development Group, teaching other chambers how to raise money through those total resource development campaigns. And so I left with them after the Olympics, so in 97, and uh, was helping them with their company and, and teaching how to, to raise money through those campaigns. And the Georgia Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives decided uh, they needed some help with their administration. And so they sent out an RFP, the guy bid for it. Next thing I know, it's in my lap and they're saying, okay, you're gonna manage this association. And I had never even heard of it because back at that time, it was just for the chamber executive. It wasn't for the full complement of staff members for a chamber of commerce. So that was back in 2002. And so have been working with them ever since. And all of these organizations are professional development organizations for specifically Chamber of Commerce professionals. So it's a lot different than anything else that's really out there. Uh, people usually don't know when you say you work for a Chamber of Commerce, they don't really know what that means. They don't, they think maybe it's a government uh, entity, uh, something like that. But really a Chamber of Commerce is a, is a membership organization that is there to make sure the businesses in their communities are strong and are thriving. And so they're the one entity that's making sure that uh, taxes, workforce, anything related to business is uh, in line and hopefully working to make business strong in their community. So that's how I started was with GACCE and uh, moved to Knoxville, Tennessee when I met my husband. And uh, at the time, uh, the Georgia group uh, asked me if I could, you know, do what I do for them just from a home office and travel in for their conferences. And I said, sure, we'll give it a shot. And it worked. And really the rest fell into place by word of mouth. Um, the ACCE, the National Association, knew what I was doing uh, for Georgia. And so when these others decided they needed some help, they said, basically, if you don't mind that she's in Tennessee and can travel to you, um, you know, reach out to her. And that's how it happened. So 20 years later, Later, here we are uh, helping five different organizations and again I travel in for the conferences but we do webinars uh, every month we do board meetings via zoom that we all learned about two and a half years ago how to do zoom but uh, it's been a fun ride and I really enjoy it thank you for all that Tiffany and sure. you know what's interesting is, is you made the delineation between what the association actually is versus a chamber because really you are a membership organization made up of membership organizations yeah. but the mission is the mission is very different it's to empower yeah. those membership organizations i actually served on the board for the new york state uh, it was I believe it was called the chamber alliance at the time yeah. um but I mean, the way you're describing uh mm -hmm. what happened we didn't have a staff we didn't have an executive it was it was a it was a board driven organization volunteer driven right yeah and, given what you're telling me about your organizations, it was hard to wrap our heads around what the purpose of the organization actually was. It wasn't about professional development at the time. It was really more about, okay, we've got all these chambers together. 
that to create maybe a common message that would be very powerful to bring to to Albany. But mm-hmm. you can see the value in 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 what you're doing, and I think it takes someone like you to uh, steer the ship, for lack of yeah. a better phrase. I mean, I, th- I think that's so important. And now a word from our sponsor. It's All About Who You Know is brought to you by Momentum's Virtual Ambassador Training Program for Chambers of Commerce. Does your Chamber of Commerce have an ambassador program? You know, I ask that question just about every chamber I meet. And you know what's interesting? All too often, their answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, with a question mark and their voice tailing off at the end. And I know why, but it's the nature of the beast. Because think about what a Chamber Ambassador program is. You're asking a bunch of volunteers who barely have enough time in the day to get done what they need to get done for themselves to be an advocate for your organization. On paper, it looks great. In real life, it's an uphill climb, and I know that most chambers that have an ambassador program know it. We created our virtual ambassador training program to help make a better experience for everyone involved. We look at the ambassador relationship from all perspectives, meaning we know what the chamber needs to get out of it, we know what the member needs to get out of it, and we also know what the volunteer needs to get out of it. We give your ambassadors tools and mechanisms to optimize the time and energy that they can give you. Call it a real-world application of creating and strengthening the relationship between your chamber, your ambassador, and your member. We hold monthly sessions of our virtual ambassador training for chambers the morning of the first Thursday of each month. If you're a chamber of commerce, we'll make your ambassadors stronger and more effective. If you're an ambassador, we'll make your job easier and your time better well spent. Get more information at chamberambassadortraining.com. Now back to our program. So being a membership organization made up of membership organizations, what are you working on right now? What's, what's, what's your day look like? Well, and I wanted to touch on what you said about having a, a common voice. And really, the state chambers in each one of the states take that role for pretty much the entire state on state legislative issues and federal legislative issues as well. And then we help with the grassroots efforts for that because we know every chamber is driven by their own board of directors. So they have their own policies and procedures, things like that, and and things that are important for the businesses within their communities. So with that said, they may have a legislative uh, policy, but as the association, we just make sure that the state chamber's information is pushed down to the local chambers so that they can help and make an informed case on whatever they deem important for their businesses. And really that's what these associations were built for, was to make sure that they have the information they need to be successful, whether that be on the local level, the regional level, state level, or federal level. Um, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce also has a great does a great job. We have uh, a local person, or actually regional person for the U.S. Chamber that knows what's going on in each state, usually comes to each of our conferences and gives an update on the federal level, which is great. But for the associations themselves, we really are here to make sure that we're making connections between each of these chambers so they're not having to reinvent the wheel. It's about peer interaction and making sure they understand what's happening around the state. And honestly, we don't want chambers to have to, you know, go down a route that may not work for them with another chamber has already done it. If they'll, and this is the amazing part of this 
career and this this path is that they share information. If it works for one chamber, it can probably work for another. And they usually are really great about sharing that so that everybody can be, you know, the best that they can be in working for their business communities. Well, and what's interesting too, in an association like yours, and I know I remember it from ACCE and from our work in New York, is you have now you have a room full of people that represent various sizes of chambers. So you're going to have Absolutely. the going to have the big cities that have 25 staff, but in sure. the same room, you're also going to have a rural chamber that has just one, one person, person. part-time ex- executive director. How do you manage yes. that difference in in audience? Well, and that's tough sometimes because we we try when we do our conferences, we try to make sure that the speakers that we bring in the panel discussions that we have kind of tackle that because we know we've got a lot of small to mid sized chambers that may only have one person that's doing everything that's you know answering the phones that's doing the board meetings that's doing the events to the to the large metro areas that have 2030 people that have one person that's just doing social media. So really take a hard look at that and make sure that when we do have a speaker, they know who they're talking to. They know um, we need to get a little bit in the weeds, but we also need to stay high level because we're going to have a whole gamut of, you know, the staff levels in with us. Some of my associations actually kind of do different conferences for that reason. They'll have a staff event that specifically for staff members from the receptionist to HR to communications to membership. And then they'll do an, what they call an executive leadership conference or an annual conference that's typically just for the executive that's more high level. So you tackle it two different ways. We also, with our webinars, we uh, do that as well, where we're just going after one chamber industry topic, say maybe it membership retention. So you may have somebody who is the single person at the chamber but you may have the person who's only doing retention at that large chamber. We talked before we before I hit record a little bit about some of the some of the challenges that the chambers and other not-for-profits had during the pandemic. What are you what what kind of themes are you seeing now mm-hmm. being in support of all these chambers? What do they need right now? What are the what are the themes and the common threads that you're seeing across all of your organizations? Sure. Well Chambers, first and foremost, are still the conveners of a community. They're the ones that bring everybody to the table and are listening to what the business community needs. Number one right now is workforce. And there's never really going to be a, a solution to that. It's it's working towards how to make it better. And that's working with your colleges, universities, making sure that they are, are teaching things that your local businesses need, skills that they need. Uh, it's working with high schools, letting those kids know what's available in your community so they're not you know, graduating and leaving. They're staying put and, and want to come back after college if they go to college. It's DEI. It's making sure we're still having those conversations and teaching businesses how to have those conversations. We've got several chambers that now have uh, certificate programs that bring in HR professionals, bring in folks from their business community to teach them how to have sometimes those tough conversations because, you know, you want your boards, you want your community um, leadership to look like your community. So a lot of the chambers do leadership programs as well, teaching them what's available in the community and how to level up, how to stand up into those roles of uh, boards for all nonprofits within your community. 
So, and we you mentioned workforce. We have talked about workforce on every episode of the podcast, which, is not, which yeah. is not a surprise. It's different different needs and different fields from the different sure. communities that we're that we're doing. But as you said, it's very interesting because the the saying that there there will probably never be a solution. That's a dose of reality that I think is an interesting thing for chambers because chambers have to be the booster and positive and and all that. But here's a situation where yeah. if we don't accept the fact that this is just going to be hard for the rest of eternity, we need to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to make any headway and understand yeah. that it's not an overarching solution. It is these little pieces of the puzzle. Working towards it and, and listening. That's the big thing is bringing people together and listening to what they need. Do they need help with job boards? Do they need help with a career fair? And we've got chambers doing really great work in that. Several have, you know, during the pandemic, started uh, Facebook pages just to tell people who was delivering food or how you could get food from the restaurants that were so uh, affected during this time. Um, we've got some that did Facebook uh, pages that just do job boards just to help get out the information of, okay, these are the positions that are available. And it could be from interns all the way you know, up to full-time positions, but just listening to what the business community needs and help them facilitate and, and get the information out to the community has been huge. And Chambers have really stepped up to help with that. They have the, the yeah the role yeah. changed all of a sudden you weren't hosting events and you needed to uh, you needed to be a little more hands on and and the chambers absolutely and chambers are... during the pandemic really uh, I mean literally that weekend that that the world basically changed we're figuring out Zoom we're getting uh, you know on the phone with folks who understood PPP because they knew they had to help their businesses through that application process, through any other, you know, avenues of getting money to our businesses that were that shut down, basically, everybody shut down. So how, as a business community, how do we keep people going? How do we keep them connected? Broadband's a huge issue still, trying to make sure that everybody um, can be connected virtually if we have to go that route. A lot of chambers, you know, Zoom, I think is going to be with us and it's a good thing because a lot of folks did educational training through Zoom, and I think they're going to keep it because they realized a lot of businesses, sometimes they're the only person. They've got to be there. They've got to open the doors. They can't just come to a networking event. So we can offer education that they can see you know, when it's convenient for them. So being able to record speakers and educational workshops, things like that, that's huge. And being able to you know, develop a, a resource library for your members. And then not only that, Craig, you've got a ton of people who left the normal business community and started their own companies, entrepreneurs. How do we get those folks started? How do we get them engaged and, and help them build their businesses so that hopefully it's not, they, they, be, they will be bigger. They won't be just their one person. They want to be a big uh, helper and assistance uh, to the community. Yeah, your point on Zoom is, is interesting because it, it became a matter once the pandemic ended, what direction am I going to go? Is it is it worth it to right. me to have 20 people in a room in person or 75 right. people on a Zoom with another 50 watching it afterward? There was a very And I very, think they're going to do both. I'm hearing everywhere folks are ready to be in person, which is great. You know, how do we do that safely? How do we, you know, still, you know, pay attention to everything? But I think there's always going to be a component of Zoom and webinars for educational purposes. I just think that we kind of hit on a niche of, 
yeah, they, they're home later or they don't go in until, you know, later in the morning. They've got a little bit of time. Let's hit them with some kind of educational something that will help them. And a lot of chambers are taking advantage of that. But yeah, most folks are, are back in person um, trying to do the, you know, networking events. But they're also it was a really good time for them to really look at what they were doing and really get rid of some of these sacred cows that were making some money, but man, they were tough to do. And, you know, it was a really good time to sit down and say, okay, does this fit our mission? Is it working with our business community? If it's not, what's, what's everybody else doing? What are some other ideas? It was a great brainstorming idea time for chambers and folks are coming out stronger for that. Well, let me let me pick up on that because the yeah. chamber the chamber world is famous for idea sharing and maybe even idea stealing, um, yeah. and it's fun. We often it's, duplicate R and D part of the world. So you have so many chambers underneath you, and I want to you know the one that's interesting to me that I keep seeing coming up are cornhole tournaments, and yeah. the chambers are not only getting a hundred people to show up, but they're getting sponsors and they're turning it yeah. into. A thing. What are you seeing among all your chambers as? low-hanging fruit for for these organizations coming out of the pandemic whether it's an event whether it's a topic they need to bring to their members mm -hmm. is there is there a thematic thing that you're saying okay i'm i'm working in six different states this is happening everywhere it's something for us to talk about yeah workforce is still number one job fairs um and if it's if it's not in person it's how do we do it still on zoom or how do how do we i think Chambers were doing job fairs way before all of this happened, but really getting specific and and helping make those connections between the businesses and the folks out there that are looking for for work. So that that's one thing. The fun things, obviously, cornhole tournaments, uh, golf tournaments were huge um, just because you could be outside. So anything outside is still a big draw. A lot of people are doing uh, clay shoots, things like that. So anything that you can bring folks outside. I've got folks doing some tailgate parties, but business tailgates, which are kind of fun. So anything outside, I think, is still going to be big for right now. Folks are still doing their annual dinners, but looking at, at how to change those up. I uh, still want to do some awards and recognize the good work that their business community uh, is doing, but you know, maybe not the full-on galas that they've done in the past. Maybe something that's over a lunch or or something like that. So really, just kind of tweaking what they've done in the past, but just making it work better for their business community. Absolutely. I just came from a 600-person uh, Taste of Clearwater event with the with the, with the Amplify Clearwater. So so it, being in a room like that, and you're seeing people you're like, okay, people are ready to be back. Yep. In person. Absolutely. So, yep. Let me, yep. let me transition. And, and it's funny. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's yep. funny. I've had some chambers that actually did some sessions on reminding people how to network. I mean, it's been two years since they were out and about. So that was a kind of fun thing too. just say, okay, this is, this is how we network. This is how we would go about, you know, getting back into this groove. So I thought that was kind of fun that they kind of took that and run. I would name that event. It's not Netflix. It's networking. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yes. That's where everybody's been for two years. Exactly. Let me transition from your, your role to, to you personally. What, what do you get excited about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Just the emails that I get from my chamber members. I mean, they're always questions of, you know, how can they do better? What 
are their peers doing that they haven't heard about yet? We do an e-newsletter for everybody every month that we share uh, information that our members share with us. And it's, you know, we I, questions. I just love being able to connect uh, our members either with each other or with the U.S. Chamber or ACCE. I may not know the answer, but I'm going to find somebody that can help you type of thing. And it's it changes every day. I mean, um, you know, I just sent out a question today asking what everybody's virtual meeting policy was. Just things like that. People are taking the time to really make sure that what they are doing is, you know, in sync with what their business community needs, because that's what a chamber is all about. It's the businesses in their community. I'm looking forward to your answer to this question, but for the next question. But first, I want to ask, I, I said I was going to ask, how, do, you, do you have a number on how many chambers you represent on, among all your groups? I So it's five associations. So I probably have 700 chambers total. Okay that represent those those five associations so yeah pretty big number that's fantastic yeah. so all of your perspective from all these different community you're not relegated to one community of different communities across different yeah. states that probably have very different needs and different challenges one of the things that probably our, our favorite question to ask on the podcast is if you had a blank check to make an impact on something, and the reason we say that is because in the chamber world, there's so many ide good ideas and there's so many things that come up that just never get anywhere because they don't actually have the funding and the resources behind them to happen. But in your chamber world, and, and I guess I'd ask this question of you, not to pinpoint a specific community, but to say you were a community leader in one of these communities that you, that you cover, you had a blank check, what, what would you spend that money on? I would probably spend that money on entrepreneurs and trying to get their businesses up and viable so that they can be employers for my community down the road. Because I think that's that's probably the future of making sure that the folks who who left and started their own companies following their own dreams become bosses in their own right. So helping them um, make sure they've got the capital to get started, make sure, um, you know, if they want office space, where is that in my community and 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 making sure they've got opportunities to meet the current business owners and, and connecting those folks. So you're very busy. You're spread all over the place, very thin. How do you stay in the know? How do you stay inspired? Do you read books? Do you listen to podcasts? Anything you can recommend to our listeners that, that keeps you motivated? Yeah, I try to, um, you know, I, I keep informed with ACCE. Um, their Institute of Organization Management is a great program. Uh, they send out an e-newsletter, I think monthly as well. So I keep up with, you know, chamber industry trends that way. A uh, lot of great books, a lot of folks, you know, that, that teach or are faculty at IOM have written books. Kyle Sexton um, has done a lot of membership books. Remembership is one that's really good and relevance uh, is really good. And I'm, I'm forgetting right now who, who wrote that one. But yeah, just making sure that I'm listening to our members and, and making sure, you know, with things that they send me with the e-newsletters, if it's something that did really well within their chamber, then I'm, I need to be making sure that our members are listening to that or paying attention to that because they're they're busy too. I mean, they're they're getting rocked from the day they, the minute they walk in their office until they leave. And a lot of times, unfortunately, even after that, we're, we're, we're dealing with some folks that have got some burnout issues as well. I mean, they, they've been going 24 seven for a long time and 
So just making sure that I'm listening to what they need and that my committees, when we start looking at my conferences, are bringing in folks as chamber industry speakers, but also if we're going to have a panel of just their peers, that it's topics that they want to hear about, need to hear about, to be on the forefront of what's going on um, within their business communities. Sure. I had the opportunity to be a part of that network in, in New York and in with, yeah. and with ACC. And it, and it was just, it amazed me how, how well put together it is to, to be able to share best practices and bounce ideas off of people. And it's, and it's folks like you that are, that are making that happen. So it's, it's, it's really a, a to the industry and into, into your work. Yeah. So. And best practices is, is what it's all about, making sure everybody has got the information they need. It may not work for your chamber, but you can always make tweaks to it to um, and, you know, put it forth to your board and say, you know what, this has worked well here. I really think this is going to work in our community. Let's give it a shot type of thing. But just making sure that it you know aligns with your mission and it comes down to the bottom line. Is it going to help your businesses? Well, Tiffany, I'm going to start to wrap up, but I, my, I always have my last question, which is going to be a little more difficult to ask because normally it's where do you find out more information about the chamber? If people want to find out more information about you, obviously, I'm sure they can find you on LinkedIn, your right. organizations. Do each of the organizations have a website that, or social media that people can go to? They do. And so for Carolinas, it's CACCE.org. For Georgia, it's GACCE.org. For Louisiana, it's LouisianaChambers.org. For Pennsylvania, it's PACProfessionals.org. And for Virginia, it's VACCEVA.org. Excellent. So a lot of different ones, but yeah, just if, if you just Google search the, the actual name, it'll pop you up. So. And it really is an interesting, uh, you know, why you would go to that site is to learn about what's going on in support of the chambers that are in support of, in support. Correct. Of and really those websites are, are built for my chamber staff. Um, it's for them to understand what we've got coming up next as far as an association um, and, you know, how they connect with their peers and, you know, um, recognition, certification, things like that on the chamber level. It's really not built for the, the member businesses. I would shoot them to their local Chamber of Commerce website. So, yeah, mine are going to be just for those uh, folks who are actually working in the Chamber of Commerce. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tiffany, thank you again for joining us. We re very much appreciated you spending some time giving Absolutely. us some of these big picture insights are, are so helpful and, and knowing the trends that are going on. Personally, I can't wait to meet you in person and, and get looking forward to you know, it. Gettysburg is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's going to be a great show. We're listening. We're looking forward to it. So wish you all kinds of success as that approaches and what you're doing in the other states too. To our listeners, we are now on fall's doorstep, and I hope your calendar is already filled with chamber events. Get out there and grow your business, because no matter what they told you over the past two years, you can't network from your desk. So get out to these chamber events. Uh, if you're interested in learning how we can help you create a stronger relationship with your chamber of commerce, check out our website at www.momentumforbusinessgrowth.com. I also encourage you to connect with me, Craig Turner, on LinkedIn, where I post weekly advice, information, and guidance on how to make the most of your Chamber of Commerce investments. Again, if you'd like to connect with Tiffany, you can you can find her on LinkedIn. We'll take the the links that she uh, that she gave us and put them in the write up for the for this episode of the podcast. But we're talking about Chamber Associations in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Virginia, Louisiana, and the Carolinas.
So you can meet her there and find out what she's working on. So Tiffany, thank you again for being here with us. Thank you to our listeners. And we'll see you soon with another episode of the It's All About Who You Know podcast. Take care. Thank you, Greg. I enjoyed it. Thank you.